The longest field goal ever attempted is 76 yards. The longest field goal ever missed? Also 76 yards. Why bring this up? Because knowing your limits matters, both when you're kicking a field goal and when you gamble. Betting more than you're comfortable with is like trying a 70-yard field goal. It probably won't go well. So set a limit when you gamble and stick to it. Want more helpful tips like this? Go to KeepItFunOhio.com for games, quizzes, and lots of ways to keep your gambling from getting out of hand. Do you want a beautiful lawn? Enter True Green, the easiest way to get a great lawn. Just water and mow and they'll do the rest. Weed control, fertilization, aeration, and more. True Green is the official lawn care treatment provider of the PGA Tour. And they have a verified best price, which guarantees you the lowest price with no compromise on quality. You do you. Let True Green do your lawn care. Visit TrueGreen.com, T-R-U-G-R-E-E-N.com to get the best lawn at the best price with the best people. Guaranteed. On this episode of Unfiltered, who's to my right? Say hi. Hello. We got Ray Longo in studio, and he's going to be my co-host. I already miss Jimmy. And let me tell you something. We have the heavyweight champ, Stipe, will be calling in. We got comedian Bill and Val, and it's going to be a fucking party. By the way, there's salty language, so if there's kids in the room, EMFs. UFC and Digital Media present UFC Unfiltered with Jim Norton and Matt Serra, powered by Digital Media. Find your voice. And now, your hosts, Jim Norton and Matt Serra. I'm looking to my right. Unless Jimmy got a, a full head of hair and, and quadrupled in size. I got Master Ray Longo in studio today, and I'm, I'm very... I'm very conflicted how I feel right now. <laughs> no, I'm only kidding. I think this is going to be great. Ah, I'm so excited to be here. Would you be insulted if I told you I want to go home already? <laughs> he wants to. I, I just want I, I I to leave. I feel my we didn't jobs, even get started my yet. My job's at fucking stake. I'm looking at you. Jesus Christ. Did you shut your phone off, by the way? It rang oh, yeah. fucking five times before good, we started. Good, good, we're, good, we're, good. Hold on, hold on, hold on. We're, in a, we're on a show. You got to treat it like a movie theater. You got to shut your ringer off. Why don't you turn it upside down? Can I get a normal seat? What do you got? Norton sitting in a booster seat? <laughs> I get a normal seat. No, no short jokes. They don't go over oh, big in this room. Shit. But, uh, you know, Longo's used to uh, the podcast world. <laughs> fucking, there's three people in the room. There's more people than here. You're a fucking piece of shit. <laughs> I'm only kidding. No, I Longo has the Longo Minute. I'm trying to give you a plug. Longo has the Longo Minute on the uh, the, the Florian and uh, Aaron. Uh, fucking Anik. <laughs> oh, Anik and Florian. Oh, What's the name God. of that thing? Anik Florian Podcast. Yeah, I listen every Treat week. Treat those guys oh. nice. <laughs> Don't <laughs> fucking no no it's a great show. No, I'll start attacking Norton just out of defense. No, of those don't guys. fucking don't attack my don't nobody touches my Jimmy. <laughs> but listen, no no seriously though, I'm ha- I'm happy you took the train ride in with me. You got up you got up before noon. You fucking <laughs> I tell him to meet me at my school. My first of all, my my Huntington Academy is literally literally less than five minutes from your house. Is that fair to say? No, nah, that would be fair. I, I told him you got to meet me there at nine thirty. He goes, oh, you fucking shitting me. <laughs> He goes, what are you, are you kidding me? I go, like, I go, what am I saying, 6.30 in the morning? But anyway, we're here, Chris, the producer. I'm happy to have you guys. Uh, t- dude, I'm always happy to be here. But anyway, let me, let me for the people at home who, who are not familiar with Ray Longo, you know, he's the trainer of champions, not just bragging about myself being a former champion, but also Chris Weidman. The one thing that myself and Chris Weidman have um, in common in getting that gold, 
See, now I'm being serious for a second. You see that? Could you stop looking at the fucking clock? That's just letting us know how long we go. <laughs> Could you act like a professional? No, I'm trying to give you a compliment. I can't even get how, through the compliment. How long has this been going? Because it feels like a half hour. <laughs> <laughs> the one thing we had in common, or have in common, is Ray Longo as our striking coach and head coach and, and motivator, motivational speaker. Dude, you're the guy that we had in common. You're the one who got us the gold. I mean, I mean that that's that's not coincidence. Let me tell you, when people thought when I was gonna fight George, nobody. When I mean nobody gave me a shot, I mean I had friends going like, you know, oh, I'm sure you do you do good, you know, and they're looking at me like I'm gonna die. And I have the guy next to me, Chris, the producer. I'm gonna tell you, as I tell the audience, because <laughs> then it gets awkward. I can't can't give Longo a compliment for more than it's actually the first compliment I might ever gave the guy. It's one one more than he ever gave me. But, uh, you know, getting ready for that fight, man, I, it was very easy for uh, for me to go down a negative, um, have a negative train of thought, thinking, oh, man, I might be walking to my death. But, uh, you know, from the sparring sessions and, and the uh, the lessons that, that, uh, that, that, that you know, and, and the training sessions that Ray put me through, you know, the, 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 the one thing that really, that really stands out is when, I'd be landing some stuff. And again, you got to understand, for the people that, that watched my career, I was known as that jujitsu guy up until late in my career. And then things started really changing. And, and um, how, how would you say the sparring went? It started, it started changing with uh, the thought of just being able to stay in the pocket. Yeah, you I give mean, me I, the belief to stay in the pocket compared know, to just punching from A to B to try to get to right. close the distance. Yeah, we brought in some uh, professional boxers that were pretty good. And a couple of guys, one guy had fought on ESPN too a couple of times. And uh, you got comfortable really just staying in the pocket and throwing it. And you had great power in your right hand. And uh, that's what we focused around. And I think that's what nobody knew at the time except for us. And uh, that worked yeah, out good. We did feel like we had something in our pocket going yeah. into that fucking but I mean, like a hidden, like a hidden, yeah. like a secret. But like, talk about being an underdog. I tell you, this story I've told a couple of times, not a lot though, but I'll never forget that we were in Houston and uh, I think Diego was fighting Josh Koscheck. Yes. And we're getting ready to go out, Chris. You got to listen. This is no joke. Now, he's the biggest underdog in UFC mm -hmm. history. And we're walking past Diego Sanchez's room, and he had a mariachi band, and they start playing. This is, this is the room, like, like walking out to the, to we're the going, We're going to the fight. Yeah. We're, we're on our way out to the walking fight. To the the mariachi band, as we're going by, starts playing the theme song to Mission Impossible. <laughs> I, I mean, so you have a mariachi band, dun, 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 dun. Oh and I'm God. like, you got to be kidding. They got I yelled mean, at, like, I believe, or something. I, I think didn't they, 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 they might have got fined by the Athletic Commission, but they played the theme song to me as we were going were they by. Fucking, were they fucking with me? What I, was that? I don't know, man. I guess. I mean, but it was... I almost know, didn't believe it. But yeah. I, I swear. But you I zoned out on the fight. You got these guys <laughs> just like mocking you as you're going by. That's how bad it was. There's it some was behind crazy. the scenes footage I seen somewhere of us. It might be on that DVD of uh, UFC 69. And you hear for a split second, you hear that band. You, you see us walking backstage and you could hear it for a split second of them playing. Nah, crazy. Uh, and, uh, and that was surreal. But we did have a, we had a certain, there was a, there was a certain, just a feeling like there's something in the air that we knew that, that we felt, we just felt really comfortable that whole week, way too comfortable. We were at our buddy Keith's house that we knew uh, forever. No, Kent. Kent, Kent, I'm sorry. Sorry about that, Kent. Kent <laughs> sorry, Martin, Kent. Yeah. We had a buddy who uh, trained at the gym who had a house in Houston, <laughs> so we stayed with him, which was great. So the combinations were great. And we were just chilling the whole week, yeah. really. It was funny. And 
I mean, talk about how times have changed with the UFC, but <laughs> he calls me up and he goes, you want to go to the movies? So I go, definitely not. 300 was yeah. playing back then. Was it 300? It was 300. It was in IMAX. I seen it already, but I wanted to get amped up. We had guys on the undercard with us. We had Luke Cuomo at the time yeah. before he went off the hinges. And we have, uh, and Pete Dragosell, who we, we know and love. So the three of us were fighting on the card and I figured... A few days before the fight, we're cutting weight a little bit. Let's go see a movie. Yeah, so he calls, you want to go to the movie? I go, definitely not. I'm at this guy Ken's house. I'm chilling out. I'm having a good time. He's at the hotel. Fifteen minutes later, he calls, you got to get over here quick. I have to be at the press conference. He didn't even know there was a press conference for the fight. He's on his way to the movies. They grab him, and he's arguing that he doesn't want to go to the press conference. He wants to go to the movies. They're going, listen, they're going, you have to go. You don't understand. You're the main event. (laughs) So I was insane. So we we had to walk from the hotel to the uh, arena where we were doing the press conference. So you had Kashik there with the AKA guys. You had George with a fucking posse of 20-something people. Uh, whoever else was on the card, and uh, and then me by myself yeah. with flip flops, a fucking <laughs> fucking t shirt. Like, can shorts. you come over? I have nobody. I here. was by myself, and I remember walking, and the other guys were trying to talk to me a little. I'm like, I think these guys are feeling. I think everybody thinks I'm gonna die. They they must think my own team doesn't think I'm gonna do okay. Yeah, I mean, I don't know if anybody's <laughs> been in Houston, and this was a while ago, but. I get, I, the cab comes and I say, take me to the, uh, ask, what was it, the Houston uh, Toyota Center. Yeah. And the guy asked me how to get there. I'm like, <laughs> are, you fu- are you fucking kidding? And then no? on the way there. And then on the way there, he sees a car that's for sale. He stops to get over to write down the number because um, he must be interested. I'm like, where, where the hell, where am I? Yeah. Where the hell am amazing. I? This poor guy's by himself. I can't even get there. I'm in the care. It was crazy. Yeah, but I killed the press conference. Yeah, and, and, I, and then yeah. I then I went on the shock. The we, we we went on the shock the world. Yeah, thank you, buddy. And let me tell you about Long. Let me tell you how much I think of Longo. When I won the title, I, I, I'm not trying to give myself a little. I'm not trying to say what kind of great guy I am. But who would I hand the mic to right away? I passed it <laughs> off right to you. <laughs> Right to you, you prick. You break yeah. my balls every day. <laughs> see, I'm really getting uncomfortable. Start insulting me. Let's I know. Go back listen, like, let's go back like when we, we were on the train. Oh, the let's train right here was, you know. Just, you know what it is? Longo's not getting that. Listen, you're, listen the, the martial arts <laughs> keep us young at heart. They do. He's getting a little older, so he's a loud talker. So we might be talking anything from, hey, you know, from, listen, we could talk guy talk. It could be anything from... You know, chicks to fuck, you know, like a front for guy talk to, you know, oh, this guy's fighting, how much money he's making. And Longo's being a little bit of a loud talker. So we're on a train. So when I try to tell him, I go, I go, Longo, just keep it down a little bit. Well, what? What? I'm talking loud? So now it's awkward. So now, like, I go, nah, dude. He goes, oh, what? What? You getting embarrassed? I go, no, I'm not getting. I go, I go, look at you. What happened to you? I go, nothing happened to me, but you're fucking making a scene. Paranoid. You're making Paranoid. a fucking scene. Paranoid. You can't, people know us. You can't fucking start screaming on a on a damn train. Oh my god! He thought everybody was listening, oh, taking yeah, that's notes. Great. That's great. He's ignoring me. I, so anyway, listen. When I first met Longo, I was seventeen years old. Let's talk about how we first met. Could you could you bring that up? Could you tell that story? Uh, no, I don't know. <laughs> Just give me a no, get, start me off, and I'll. All finish right, it. we won't even talk about no, it. How we first met? I don't know. We met a at, buddy. Uh, a buddy of mine wanted to get into martial arts. Oh, you're right. Wait, hold on. I see Chris looking at the phone. Yeah. Uh, what time is he calling? Couple of minutes. Just Couple of minutes. Yeah. We'll save that story for another time. Really quick. Did you see the fucking fights? And we'll get back to that. If he yes, calls I did. In. Good. Some good stuff. Ryan. What's his nickname? Man, Ryan. What's Bain his nickname? Doth. What was it? What? What if it was Master? Read it. Read it for me. How does that sound? 
Ryan Masturbator! Kid, come on! Crickets. Oh, Crickets. Fuck. Jimmy would have snickered at that. He's the <laughs> masturbator. He's the master. What? It's a martial arts thing, beta. Norton. Anyway, <laughs> listen. So we so listen. It's funny with Ryan Bader, man, because sometimes that dude shows up and he does well with guys that are tough. And but there is. There seems like a big jump between him and, and, and the very top guys. And I'm not attacking the guy. The guy's just a nice guy. I like him. I met him before. And, but but you put him with some guys that are tough, and you're like, oh, man, look, he's back in the mix. And then there's a then you put him with an Anthony Johnson. It's like, fuck. Yeah. But I think this is what hey, was good. I see what he's doing. He's uh, not, he's not well, waving he to you. Cut, cut he's you trying up. to say that we're getting a phone call. That's what he's trying to do. Is he on? Yeah. Is this the, hey, is it the heavyweight champion yeah. of the world? Hey, yo, guys. Oh, Stipe. Oh, Stipe. <laughs> the heavyweight hey. fucking champ. Hey guys, how you doing? Listen, um, uh, great to talk to you, Stipe. Yeah, Stipe, are you sure you wanted to call in and talk to us? Did you know? Wait, wait, hold on. Does he know that? That listen, Stipe, my co. I have a different co-host today. It's Matt Sarah, and my co-host is not Jim Norton. Do you know who my co-host is today? Ray Longo. Holy shit, Stipe! Look, he sounds thrilled. He goes Ray Longo. He doesn't even say hi. He goes ah. He goes Ray Longo. Come on, Stepe. Oh yeah. Well, he's a legend. He's a man. He's a fucking legend. We should just end this right now. Fucking, <laughs> you just walk out right now. Throw down the mic, Longo. Yeah. Thanks. Thanks, Stepe. I'm done. Thank what, are you, what are you doing now, Stepe? What did we get you in the middle of? Uh, I'm actually in Bristol, Connecticut, doing ESPN. Oh wow. Oh, shit, man. And look at oh this is this now the media is brutal and you, um, you have to cut a lot of weight to get to where you got to go. Oh yeah, and I'm twenty twenty five pounds under. Oh, oh, look at wow. you. Oh, you're set, yeah. man. And the other guy doesn't look like he's uh, walking around so beefy anymore, uh, Overeem. What do you think about Overeem, man? This is a, this is huge. This is your first title defense. It's in your hometown. I mean, this is, I mean, I always say the same thing. This is exciting. But I get excited about shit like that. How are you feeling right now? And how do you feel about your opponent? Uh, you know, I feel great. You know, I mean, I trained super hard. You know, I don't ever trained before. Um, you know, I have great coaches that support me. And, you know, we have a big game plan walking in. Uh, you know, so... You know, come Saturday, listen, I'm walking out still a champ. You know, I can hear Ant still with the belt, with the belt, uh, belt wrapped around my waist. So, but I got over, he's a tough guy. You know, he, uh, he's a K1 champ. Uh, he's a good grappler, strong guy, he's really savvy, you know, a good veteran. But, uh, listen, he hasn't fought me yet. He hasn't fought anyone like me yet. So, uh, you know, come Saturday, unfortunately, you know, I'm, I'm going to be coming out the winner. Yeah, I couldn't agree more with what you just said, Steve. But also, I mean, the title defense in uh, in Cleveland, in your hometown, I mean, is that going to have any effect, do you think, of people bugging you for tickets? I know that could be a major problem. Everybody wants to be your friend when it comes fight time. Can I get tickets? What about this? What about that? How are you dealing with all of that external stuff? Uh, I mean, I got a great wife. She's taking care of all that, and I don't even bother with anyone. <laughs> I mean, it, it didn't pretty good. When, when the fight got announced and the tickets were on sale, you know, I did feel like I was Ticketmaster. <laughs> yeah, no, I know but, uh, it gets tough, man. I heard you have a, a beautiful Italian mama wife. You yeah, went the right? Italian, right? You went the Italian. Volante tells me you got a beautiful wife. How how does yeah. she deal? How the hell does she deal with you and Volante together? Just please she, tell me I, how does how she does it because she's got to be an angel. She hates it. I swear, God, I, wake, I sleep with one eye open when he sleeps when he's at the house training me because like I'm scared she's gonna stand with us both. Oh my God. And let me tell yeah. you, man, um, when I'm looking at Overeem, getting back to Overeem, he's, listen, the guy obviously he's got a ton of ton of experience. You know, he mixes stuff up. He's with a good camp. But what I do notice, and what I'm sure everybody notices, I don't think he's taking the shots as well as he as he, as he once once has. Longo, do you, do you see that shit? I mean, the guy's chin definitely has been, he's been, he's yeah, been taken he's out been, a few times he's lately. Been, he's been around a long time. He's been time. weathered. I mean, Stipe hits like a fucking truck. 
He's got good takedown defense because I feel Overeem's going to be looking he to mix it up more than anything because I don't think he's going to be wanting to fucking trade so much. I mean, he, he can trade, but I don't think that's going to be to his advantage. Now I'm just rambling, but I'm no, just no. fucking... I mean, now look, you, you think the guy's going to fucking want to test himself standing up? You think he's looking to shoot or obviously you're handling all that shit, but what do you think his game plan is going in? Uh, you know, I don't know. I think, uh, you know, he's been doing good. He's going to keep his distance, look for the shots and... No, we ask where the fight goes. You know, uh, it's going to go. And if it goes to the ground, I'll be, I'll be comfortable down there. If it goes back to our feet, I'll be fine on our feet. Honestly, I'm not going to let him dictate what he wants to do. It's going to be what I want to do. You know, I'm not going to give him any opportunity to make him feel uncomfortable, real uncomfortable during that fight and you know, make him make a bad decisions. Yeah, no, I think your pace is, uh, is going to be too much for him. He seems to want to fight at a slower pace now and pick his shots. And, you know, I think as, you know, heavyweights, you know, you zig when you should have zagged, and that could be a problem, you know, for anybody. But I think you're going to be, you have too many, uh, your, your wrestling is better, and you got a great chin, you got great boxing, and I, that's just going to be too much. I think you're going to overwhelm them. Yeah, definitely. That's, that's what I'm you know, looking forward for. So we'll see that with Johnny. Can't count your chickens for the hatch, but listen, I have a great game plan. I'm going to keep my hands up, stay, you know, stay away from his big shots, and you know, do what I want to do. And about the, uh, what do you feel now about the current state of the heavyweight division? Did you catch the um, Barnett versus Orlowski fight? Uh, a little bit, not much. It's more and more the end of it. You know, I just, I just saw highlights too. Yeah, we didn't get to talk about that too much. We're going to talk about that one later. Yeah, the, the other thing is, how, how's Marcus holding up? You know, I love that guy. He's a great guy. I know for me, man, I'm a ball in nerves and I'm a wreck. How, Mar- how, how Marcus, is, his head trainer? Yeah, Marcus is your head, right? That's that's his name, right? Yeah, I'm actually looking at him right now. I, uh, uh, tell him I said I, hello. I, Tell him I said hello. Yeah, give him a shout out. Hey. Who are we talking about? He said, hey. He said, hey. Marcus said hello. Yeah, yeah. Great guy. But how was his nerves during all of this? Is he, he's, uh, he's your rock or? Yeah, yeah. I think he's good. Well, we just we pretty much bust balls the whole time and I talk smack to him the whole time, make him feel bad about himself. <laughs> yeah, you know, <laughs> that's something. <laughs> Yeah, if we get outside, we build my confidence up. Nice. Let me tell you, that's something that we have in common because we all of our you know team always attacks Longo. But <laughs> I'll tell you, walking out to the cage though is like at least myself personally. When I'm about to walk out, I do have a strange, a strange calmness uh, about me, and I'm thinking, yo, man, somebody better check Longo's pulse. <laughs> he might be end up. It might be like uh, fucking Mickey from Rocky Three. He might not make it through this one. And I thought about that like 15 years ago. So. <laughs> You know, one day, Lago might actually yeah, fucking I'm, croak in the corner. I'm actually on borrowed time, yeah. I hope the UFC gets a big insurance policy because there's a good chance I could drop dead in the next fight. Oh, yeah. No, I'm the same way. Listen, like, I'm in the bag about, like, about to walk out, and I'm really, you know, ball check one of my coaches. Like, hey, you ready? And he'll be like, oh, you know, and they're like, all right, time to go. Walk out the cage, you know, but then, then, then when I walk through it, I'm thinking in my head, I'm like, why do I do this? And then the nerves hit a little bit, and, you know, like, why do I do it? I can be a fireman. Like, people hate me. Yeah, no, that's it. Is funny, man. Those nerves right before you walk out with, you know what I'm saying? Because it's one of those things with this game where you know you got every, you covered all the bases, but there is that lady lucky that we step in and fuck you. You know what I mean? This one wrong move, but uh, but that's what that excitement of when you're going out that that feeling. And I talked about this the other day when Cerrone was on Cowboy Cerrone. It's what a what a high it is, and when things go your way, like your last fight. I mean, there's there's literally. And when I was talking about this with Cowboy, because he's like an adrenaline junkie, he's doing all that fucking wacky extreme shit. I'm like, dude, now he's jumping out of planes and he's on, he's always on the water doing whatever he's doing. I go, I go now. As much as a high as all those other things are, it doesn't compare, does it? It doesn't compare to what it feels like in that cage when things go your way. I mean, what? what oh, yeah. kind of, I mean, your last fight 
when you jumped over and you got that belt. I mean, just how? I mean, fucking orgasmic, no? No, yeah, I just, you know, like, I, I won. I was like, oh, my God. Like, the reason I jumped over Kate was not even because I won. It was more to just thank my coaches, you know, yeah. thank so much for all the time and effort they put into me. I'm it's, like, look, it was worth it. I swear to God. It's <laughs> surreal. It's like a surreal feeling. It's like, oh, man. Right. I, it's like I could die tomorrow, and like I, as yeah. I feel this so great right now. Yeah, I mean, to me, that was really was the touching part of you winning. Is that, and I've experienced this, and I'm glad Marcus got to experience is that you really, you know, thanked your coaches it, just in in a heartfelt way that everybody could appreciate, and to just have a champion one time in your life. I'm sure you just made Marcus's whole, you know, career makes it worth. Like it's just, it, it was all worth it. You know what I mean? He put a lot of time in. I know you guys are a close knit group like we are back in New York, and that, to me, just, I was so happy for, like, your coaches, because I think you made them so proud, and it was, they always had the belief in you, you know that for sure, and it just was a, it was a great, great, great thing. Thank you, I appreciate it, yeah, yeah. man, it just, uh, they're just great, they're amazing guys. So, look, I, I want, just want to tell you one other thing, so I, I call Volante, I go, <laughs> oh, Volante, shit. give me some stuff, give me some stuff on Stipe, I'm going to be talking to him on the, uh, on the <laughs> he gave me some notes. He go, what do you give you? You want me to tell you what this guy writes back Read to me? Read the text. He go, I call him Chewbacca. Because <laughs> you can't understand yeah. him. I understand you. I understand I you listen, too, buddy. Listen, this is, here's Volante talking. You ready for this? Yeah. Here's John Volante, right? <laughs> hey, guys. I'm from New York. And seriously, I'm having such a great time. Like, seriously. <laughs> this is the time ever. See, that's pretty clear. Like, he has, like, it has like so much spit in his mouth. Like, like I have to wear like an umbrella and like a uh, freaking humongous like you know those guys, those fishermen like aprons like to keep the weather off them. Like the, the, when, the, when it's storming, one of those big yellow things like those like the, like the fish sticks guy. And he said, and he also told me that you don't want to be around Stipe when he's hungry. He said the guy gets very angry when he's hungry. You get that, grumpy when oh, you're hungry? One one time. Okay, listen, I was it was it was a bad it was a bad day for me. I was just tired, cranky, and then I went to go to Outback because I just wanted to stay. I, I tell you, that's one. what he said. He did say it was the Outback. Yeah, and then it took him over an hour. I called, and uh, that's what made me, and like six other people went in front of me and got their food. And then when he got their food, the food was cold and it wasn't ready. Oh, my God. Listen, Longo would have fucking took a, took, turned the table over and took a shit on the floor. He wouldn't have took that <laughs> steep. Eh? You, you, you handle that like a gentleman. I mean, you should try that one day. Just take a shit on the floor. You've... <laughs> Your food comes well, real it. quick I, when you do that. I did, it, I, did it, I did it at the house one time. But I didn't like it. Punch me in the face. <laughs> that's great. Yeah, Try that with Volante next time when you want to get him to spar on time. Just take his shit next to his bed. He gets oh, right no, up. That kid, oh, my God. Like, I mean, how, how cool are you guys? To, I mean, come on. He was at your uh, wedding. You guys are the funniest pair I've uh, ever seen. It really is, is, is great to look at. And you guys are, uh, you know, age appropriate. You're having a great time. You're... You fight. You're doing what you want to do. You're making some money. It's got to be a great time. And how did you and, oh, Vol- yeah. and how did they? How did you guys meet through fighting? You and Volante? You met through the UFC? No, we actually are uh, Christian singles. You guys ever that website? I'm sorry. No, <laughs> uh, <laughs> uh, no uh, we actually. Uh, yeah, one of the managers. Manager actually was we're friends with. We worked with too, and uh, Dave uh, Martin and uh, we call him like, Hey, do you have anyone that you know train with for Gonzaga that would help us out? And they said, Yeah, we got this job Volante guy on, so our guy we know. So we came in, we trained ever since then, man. We've been best buds. Yeah, uh, yeah. Look at that. yeah great, great stuff. I mean, you guys, even when you were at the gym, 
just it's just great watching the interaction, man. It's really funny. You some know? some guys you can get close to right away like that. Like I'm in here with, when I'm in here with Jim Norton, I feel right away. Longo over the years, he he grew on me like a fucking ringworm <laughs> and a fungus, and now I just like a fungus like herpes. I can't me and Longo. I'm not getting rid of him. We're just. You know, no, like, I think no one's taken over. I think no one stole my best friend. I'm not oh, sure. I think he took my. I feel like Noah Hill in what was that movie? Twenty One Jump Street. When <laughs> he lost yeah. his friend. He lost his friend. I feel yeah. like that you're, guy. You're one to talk. Oh, you want to talk? Oh, oh, look, look, how are you going? You going with Jimmy today? Can we, we hang out Jimmy? today longer? Oh, Jimmy. Kevin James is having yeah. a barbecue. Jimmy I think. Jimmy this and Jimmy. That. I got a whole pants for my you, new friend. You know how good, you know how nice Jimmy is and. <laughs> Can we get back to the champ, please? That's right. Can we get back to the fucking champion of the world who's fighting this weekend on pay per view? Stay focused, Stepe. Don't let us don't let us ruin you, please. Stepe, let me ask you, man. Sometimes when a guy has a loss, they you know they move on, they they win the next one, and then they keep going, and they don't really give a shit about avenging it. Okay. Now, Junior DeSantos is still working his way back from soldier soldier shoulder. <laughs> Shoulder surgery. That is a, a tongue twister, though. That's a tongue twister. Oh yeah. Do you um? Do you give a shit about avenging that loss or no? Oh yeah, of course. Who doesn't? I mean, I, I you know I don't like I don't like losing, man. And, you know, definitely. I think Junior's a great guy. Too. He's a great fighter. And definitely have to fight him again. I think he'd be a hell of a fight again. I think he'd be another five round war. Ah, it's always exciting. Clearly, the ending is faster. <laughs> Yeah, yeah, shit, yeah, man. No, nah, it's uh, listen. Well, some guys, I had to ask. So some guys, they have no. They're like, ah, you know, it's just a uh, doesn't matter who's across. I don't care if I lost. I, have, I don't care about avenging this. And I'm like you. Like when I got to fight Shoney Carter again, I was like, oh, thank God. Then I got hit with another backfist like an asshole. But I did beat him. But it did feel good. It does feel good when you like get that win because it's like, oh yeah, that guy beat me, but I also beat his ass. Oh, yeah, 100%. You know? It's like it's like when I get an argument with my wife, you know. Like she wins, and then like, all right, and I find another fight that I know I'm going to win, so I come back, so I, I'm going to win, so I, I get another argument right away with her, and then I'm like, ha, and I get the, I get the last laugh. Yeah, you know what's funny though? You've been married for literally three months. <laughs> Give it up. <laughs> That's kind of yeah. Now, Sleepy, <laughs> come back on the show in 15 years. Yeah. Let's see how funny yeah. it is. Yeah. Yeah. That's a real great joke. We'll be, we'll see who's laughing. <laughs> like, you've been no, seriously. You're a newlywed though. Congratulations, right? Yeah. Newlywed, pretty much. Yeah, yeah, I am. I'm four months, I think it is. Three, and you, and yeah. you did it right. You did it kind of like me, man. Right after you, right after you fought, right or no? Yeah, yeah, uh, about five weeks after I won. Dude, that's that's pretty much almost that's identical. I won the. T- How does this always go back to me? <laughs> I'm a, a bragging. I'm a fucking bragging. No, it's not. It's just that. Listen, I I won the title April seventh, and I got married May twenty fifth. It's like the same shit, and we both got the title. But except the only thing difference is you're gonna defend your title. <laughs> that's the big difference with us. We're both we're both, we're both champs. So that's all matters. That is, see this, dude. Uh, you gotta you love Stepe. That's why. you know what. No one's so great about Stepe. Is all morning on the train over. Longo's tearing me down, and you build me right back up. That's what I'm here for. That's what I'm here for. Oh fuck, Stepe, man. Listen, I'm wishing you the best of luck. It's it's a great card, and I'm I'm man. It, it your hometown. You're fighting a guy that's been around that everybody knows from. What the fuck are you laughing? At? Are you could you could Stepe? I think my my co-host is losing his fucking mind. I knew I knew this was, was a mistake when he asked fucking, me. You got the champ of the world on the fucking phone. Ah, <laughs> oh, Steve. Uh, What's the rest of your day like, buddy? What's the rest of your day like? You got a lot of more. You have five, got, ten more interviews. No, actually, I don't. I think you guys are the last interview. This then I is got it. One more with. ESPN. Uh, I'm going to ESPN one more time, and then I fly home. I tell you that ESPN. I bet you're. Uh, they're not going to be as classy as us. They're not going to mention no, taking a, a shit on the floor at the. 
I'll tell that girl why I kind of listen. Yeah, please try to try to collect your thoughts and act like you never spoke to us, so you could be professional when you actually get on that on the ESPN because it's not going to look good. Uh, no, for sure. I'll make sure. I'll, I'll try to zoom you guys out. <laughs> but anyway, listen, man. Oh, listen, yeah. well, the thing is this. We're going to let him go because he can't stay with us all day long. Yeah. And uh, I mean, I Stipe, when, when are you coming? When are you going to be coming back to New York to hang out with us, man? We haven't seen Actually, you in a while. October. October. Beautiful. That's great, man. Yeah, it is. I'm going to try to help Vlad pay out. Oh, that'd be great. Oh, yeah, dude. He's uh, he, not for nothing. I think he's been eating more than me and Longo combined. <laughs> yeah, dude, the guy's out of fucking control. I think he's super heavyweight right now. No, seriously, be honest. How many rounds did you get out of him sparring? Uh, you probably got, I think, what, two in a row, three in a row? Oh, wow. You got three in a row out of him. Think about that no, for no, a second. No, 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 I want you to think hard. Two. You did two. two. Okay, two. Okay. And was he rolling with you? Because you're going to have a lot more weight on you with that. That's good. You yeah, have... it was It was tough. I mean, I couldn't really move. It was like a cinder block. <laughs> <laughs> he's a he's a big fuck man that guy let me tell you something every party i've been at with that guy and i'm not talking about a party like at a club i'm talking about like family things the guy the volante the shirt comes off within an hour in the, of the fucking party he's walking around yeah. and on the dance floor the guy's shirt's always coming off and he doesn't even give a oh, fuck yeah. if he has abs the guy's but, out of control yeah. gian volante yeah we actually we had we did that we uh he took his shirt off and did have his vest on with his bow tie and, uh, and <laughs> oh then, he did the uh, shirt he, came he, off he, at your wedding yeah, when he came to me, he's like, time to take it off. I'm like, yeah, I was so hot, I took it right off. And so I was running around with uh, with my shirt on and my bow tie. And my vest and so nice. Like a Chippendale. <laughs> exactly. You know, exactly that's what it was, honestly. I'm just well, listen, Stipe, man, listen, I want to wish you best of luck, dude. I mean, listen, I'm, me and Longo, we're going to be first to say we all fucking biased. If I had Overeem on tomorrow, mm -hmm. I'd tell him, listen, you know. You know, hey man, ho hope it goes well, but I really don't mean it. Cause, nah. <laughs> you know, listen, I I really hope you do well. Nah, man. loyalty runs deep, man. We're pulling for you. The whole gym's sure. pulling for you, man. Everybody loves you. Anybody who's ever met you, you cannot dislike Steve Amiochik. I think he's a blue collar, hardworking guy who just stands for the right stuff. And I really wish you the best of luck. And please tell Marcus, Jessica, your whole team. I know it's a tight team. I, I can't think of the boxing guy's name too that was in the dressing room the other day but uh, Joe Dog Joe yeah Dog awesome awesome dude man yeah. please tell those guys I said hello and really you're going to have a great night on uh, Saturday we'll all be watching and pulling for you buddy I can't wait yes, Stipe sir. man thanks for hanging out with us dude and I can't wait to, I can't wait to this weekend hey, thanks for having me guys and I'll see you guys in October right? alright alright beautiful it. buddy later champ thanks yes Look at that. The heavyweight champ, Longo. I'll tell you, what a huh? great guy. Really great guy, too, What a man. good dude, man. I like that guy. I mean, let me. we're going to get back to the uh, the Josh Barnett fight and the Ryan Bader fight in a second. And, and you know what's funny? I wanted to do the movie Minute. And by the way, Chris, the producer, the people, they're loving. I don't know if you saw Twitter. That is they're, it. they're loving Jimmy's fucking intro. I don't know <laughs> if they're just fucking with us. We have a... You, my, I do a thing. You know I like movies, Longo. And first of all, Longo knows forever that I like movies because there's days when I was training back in the day and I'll be like, listen, I'm going to be a little late because I got to see I got to see a matinee. Now, I'd see a matinee because it wasn't, it wasn't crowded. I, don't, I didn't have a... My job was jujitsu and training and... The guy's fucking all oh, you. You know, don't be late to matinee. Like, he makes me like I'm a big pussy. He goes, oh, don't be late. To go there early because at the matinee, Barney's handing out lollipops. And <laughs> I go, hey, dude, I'm, it's a fucking, why am I a big pussy for seeing a matinee movie? <laughs> Wait, Chris, let me ask you something. Have you ever been in a movie before 3 o'clock in the afternoon by Good. yourself? Good. No, not by See, myself. See, that's a little creepy, no? Well, first of all. <laughs> Sitting in there with his popcorn nah, and his listen, little in, soda. In, in Manhattan. In Manhattan, in Long Island, that could be creepy. I don't do that. Not that it, ma it should matter. It really shouldn't. And I've done it before there, too. But, like, especially in the city, 
It's just, you know, dude, it's, it's just a normal thing. You just don't, you're just fucking antisocial, first yeah. of all, is one. Yeah, something's wrong with and me. And two, no, I mean, the movies, I love fucking movies. So I got a thing here where we have um, the, uh, what do we call it? The Matt's Movie Minute? Yeah. It, and listen, this is what, this is what the, uh, this is what the sound bit was going to sound like. Go ahead, Chris. It's time for the Movie Minute with Matt Sarah. Does it pass Matt's pee test? Now, the, wait, wait. First of all, can I sue you for the minute thing? You stole my minute thing. Oh, dude, couldn't be the minute. Two minute. Listen, there's gotta more be the minute. Listen, can it's I tell you something right now? First of all, hole. are you comparing to your Longo minute on the Anakin uh, Florian? Yeah, there's more right people in this room right now to listen. To. You're reaching more people right now, not on the microphones. What I tell there's you three about of us a, in this fucking room. What I tell you about attacking no, no, those two guys? Uh, those guys are good guys. Those uh, guys. Those are good guys are great guys. Yeah, I listened to one minute of that show, and it's your fucking minute. I listened to a hundred. I listened. I give that podcast. The minute that you're on, <laughs> and then I fucking nah, no. Nah, listen, those guys I'm are both trying fucking, my ass off on that. Podcast. Those guys are real nice guys. Man. They are you're trying. You are great try- guys. You are listen. I think you're trying too. Right, what's your What's your movie minute? This let's flush. Oh, the, flush the toilet bowl again. The thing, no, 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 don't do. Don't no, no, do that. seriously, no Chris, flush it again. No, no it's reason. The best to, part of the no minute. No reason to play with this. <laughs> I talk about the movies I like, and I so I told Longo, I go, you know what? I was going to talk about the movie The Road. With uh, Vigo, what's his name? Vigo Mortensen. Oh my, Chris, did you see the movie The yeah. Road? Yeah, it's so morbid and depressing that I figured, what would Longo like? And it gets fucking Longo. He's listen. Uh, let me tell you, <laughs> guys. I'm not saying he's not an, a down. He's not a downer for sure. But he likes more. He's very morbid with death and stuff like that. <laughs> Like what? I had a buddy that died one time. He's fucking just like, oh, you know, oh yeah. He's just a. He doesn't really find the fucking serious. He doesn't know when to be serious, and it's fine. I like it. Wow. How are you with death? Totally untrue. How are you with death? I've, I'm horrible with death. I don't. Who the hell wants to die? I don't want to die. I, I want to <laughs> die right now, though. I actually, I take that back. I actually do. Want, I, that, that was a mistake. I actually do want to oh, die, hold on, hold like on. right I'm, now. I'm lightheaded. A heart, I'm lightheaded. A, a heart attack would be more fun oh. right now. Now listen to me. The the movie The Road was. It's an old. It's, I got. I, you can see it on Netflix. Will you fucking shut up, please. <laughs> the Road. Listen. What? Uh, how come? How come you didn't see it? You saw Hands of Stone this weekend. I saw Hands of Stone. I had and you liked it. I liked it. I thought it was a great look. The Ram was one of my favorite fighters. Did it do him and justice? So it, I think it did. I really did. Did did, did think it did him justice? Does it and seem I like think, a hold on? Let me ask you. Let me I see think they your, stayed true to the fact. Let me see what your movie yeah. uh, taste is. Okay. Did you like Creed? I like I like Creed. No, I liked Hands of Stones better. I'll fucking kill myself. Oh, I, they, I don't know. I wasn't into Creed. I, a, there was a couple of good parts, but it didn't feel like an instant classic type of thing. Yeah. I don't know. No, but I think you'll like Hands of Stones because even yeah. It, it, yeah, the fight business and they made him take the rematch when he didn't want to. And oh, oh, they, they get gonna, into it. With yeah, that. they got into they it. Got into the the no thing? Thing. Yeah, they got into the No Mas thing. Yeah, they got into the No Mas thing. And did they explain that good, thing? Good mob influence in like the you know the fifties and the sixties and how they controlled boxing and they. I'm giving away the whole fucking movie. You can. But, uh, no, I want to see How about this? No, Ray I want to see it. who was one of the best I was on, ever. I was on. I mean, they hit him in the head with a bat, you know, because he tried to make a television deal. And back then, I guess it was a little less nonsense, you know what I mean? Wow. So they, he was out of boxing for 16 years until Duran asked him to come back. And that I never knew. But they well, I never knew about his trainer. I don't even yeah. know. You know, Customato, you hear about some of the greats. Well, he and... picked up his trainer. The guy was 74 when he started training Duran. 
So, so in other words, you got future champions left in you, Longo? You got I fucking, think things were different. You might not even be in your fucking prime when it comes to your coaching. I tell you, things looked a little different back then. You didn't see him hitting, uh, holding the mitts for anybody. but uh, No, no, right? He had some good wisdom. Yeah, I think got, it was all about the wisdom back you're then. You're still holding the mitts, though. You're I'm still holding the mitts. You're not letting go. You know what's funny about what we do? There's like, there feels, and I, by the way, I guess I'll give my, I'll see if Jimmy saw the road and no, I'll there fucking is, do there, my thing is, with that is, next is week. Is there something funny about what we do? <laughs> What's please, funny is please about tell what, me what it is. No, what <laughs> is is that I don't feel. First of all, I don't feel when I act my age, which is forty two, and uh, you don't nearly act like you're a fifty. <laughs> you don't act like you're a fifty. <laughs> no, seriously, you're fifty. <laughs> Oh boy! This... How old are you? I'm sorry, my mic's giving you. No, no, listen. I can't believe like my best buddy is. Uh, is you know approaching uh you know is, it really is, is no no please it, it's horrible it, it's, no fifty eight you know there was somebody 58. talking you, now that, when you say fifty eight you you feel I feel like I want like a pain goes through my the but, back but you of know my what because you know why you look at other fifty eight year olds or fifty eight year old women know. and you're like I'm not, I don't want to bang her I just uh, <laughs> just waiting to mature no, no it's, know, it's, it's not, not happening. happening I don't it's think it's going to happen at this point you know it's you funny know, somebody's filling out the Match dot com and they were talking about everybody lies about their age and I'm like. I think I'd have to lie about my age. Imagine that. I put down 58 and I and you're pull up. up. I got the bank, the uh, baseball cards and the spokes. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I think lying would be a good thing. I you know what's funny? I can't I, say 58 and yeah, I pull up. Listen, and man. The other day I rolled with a, one of my students. The guy was thinking, and I'm thinking, oh, I'll roll with this. He's an older guy. I'm going to go easy. <laughs> so, you know, he's, you know, so I'm thinking he's an old. I'm looking at him like an older guy. So we get done rolling. And he's a nice guy. You know, we rolled. He's thanking me, you know. And uh, the guy's fucking 40. I could have went to high school with the guy. He's 42. I think I might be older than the guy. I go, wait. No, I know. Actually, yeah, yeah. I, he was around my age, 42, 41. I go, I'm older than this. I'm looking at this guy like he's an adult. Like, yeah, I'm crazy. like, sir. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Thank you, sir. Fucking guy's fucking, uh, that guy could have been younger than me. That's hard. I'm what? fucking, I'm really, you know me since I'm you mean, 17. Uh, caca I mean, papa duty wasn't in his vocabulary? <laughs> I mean, what, you, how, am I much different besides being a husband and a father? I mean, <laughs> you've seen me since I was a kid. I, I think I mellowed out a little bit. I used to be a little bit more. No, definitely angry, mellow. Definitely mellow. No, you had a short, short fuse. I had a short fuse younger. back in yeah. the day. This is UFC Unfiltered with Jim Norton and Matt Serra. Okay, Longo, let me tell you something. Football is finally here. It's time to put your fantasy knowledge to the test to win your share of a hundred grand. A hundred grand, Longo, in DraftKings free week one contest. Are you listening to me? Because yeah. this is very important. DraftKings is hosting a free contest this weekend with $100,000 in total prizes up for grabs. $100,000! <laughs> I'm, too, I'm, I'm amped up. I get amped up with these things. You're excited about football. I'm excited. More so, I'm excited about DraftKings.com. Because wow. you know why? Because DraftKings.com is the destination for one-week fantasy football. Uh-huh. One-week fantasy football means no season-long commitments. None. Not so, none. No. <laughs> Play whenever you want with the players you want. Oh, no, listen to this. Could you just listen? You don't have to worry that some other dude drafted the guy you wanted. Why is that? Or, or, or that you have to follow this all the time, all season. 
Just pick your contest, draft your players, and follow your team live. That's it. That's it. It's as simple as that. You could also challenge your buddies in a private league to prove you are the superior GM. Wow. Join an existing league. Go to -to head-to-head with friends, co-workers, and fantasy players from all across the country. I'm going to challenge Chris, the producer. Hurry! Don't take your time with this, Longo. Hurry to DraftKings.com now (laughs) to choose your players, and you can seriously cash in week one. Seriously. Uh, use code KO and play for free in this weekend's $100,000 fantasy contest. This contest is 100% free, so there's no reason not to play. Again, that's code KO to play for free for your share of hundred grand this weekend. Only at DraftKings.com. Eligibility restrictions may apply. See website for detail. DraftKings.com. Longo, guess what's going on right now? No idea. <laughs> great comedian. The great oh, comedian's yeah. on the phone. Bill Angval. What's up, buddy? What's up? Hey, how are you? Oh, I almost lost my mic, Bill. What kind of what kind of professional am I? What Bill, how are you, man? You're on UFC Unfiltered with Matt Sarah and usually Jim Norton, the comedian much like yourself, but he is not here, so I have trainer of champions, MMA trainer of champions legend, Ray Longo. Hey, how you doing, Bill? Thanks what's for coming on, on hey? buddy. Just, you know, promo in this movie. Let me tell you something. You're a comedian. You did the blue collar tour with uh with, with with those studs. What is it, Larry the Cable Guy? Yeah, Foxworthy. Yeah, and Foxworthy and all those guys, which you are a riot. Now I I just just now literally I watched the preview to the movie. It's the neighbor, correct? Right. Holy shit, man! Nothing funny about that. It scares no. the shit out of me. <laughs> what the hell is that, Bill? That I mean, that doesn't look and and you were creepy as shit in it, which I think is a compliment because you're supposed to be. You didn't look like a comedian there, man. I mean, tell me about that. Tell- well, it's funny. When uh, Marcus Dunstan, the director, called me and started telling me about the film, I was like, dude, you know who I am, right? <laughs> I'm like the goofy Jennifer Lawrence dad on TV. and you know that He goes, yeah, I know exactly where he goes. What I want is when you come on screen, I want people to go, oh, this will be funny. And then they go, oh, no, this is not funny. <laughs> yeah, well, it worked. It definitely worked. I, I got to tell you, it, it was... Career-wise, one of the funnest things I've ever done in my life. Uh, it was the thing that was a little scary was how easy I slipped into the role. Uh, it was just intense from the word go. I mean, my the first day on the set, my opening scene was me beating a guy to death with the butt of a shotgun, and it went south from there. Wow! <laughs> and it went south from there. Now, yeah. now, how do you do? But what do you do to get your mindset? Like, cause I I, listen, I heard different actors do different things. Read books of serial killers or they watch documentaries or they get weird on set. They get into character where they don't talk to anybody. Like I heard Jared Leno when he was in the new Suicide Squad, uh, Squad movie was like being weird to the co-stars. Unless it's just bullshit, I don't know. Is there anything special you use to get in that kind well, of mindset? You know, listen, uh, I think a lot of that is kind of trumped up. Uh, you know, like they, you know Nick Nolte living as a homeless person for three weeks. You know, it's like I doubt seriously right? he did that. But so wait, um, Bill, are you saying you never ever in your life beat a guy to death in the head with a butt of a shotgun? Yeah, that, I think that's a safe bet right there. Yeah, wow. you can go with that. I tell you, see, I I think you should have yeah, got the so, character more. You know what I what I did was I read the script and I you know kind of figured out who my guy was and basically I thought, well, what would this guy? Who is this guy? And I thought back to when I was a kid, and every neighborhood had one of these people. It's that older guy that, that you know, you always told, don't walk by his house. Or, you know, he, this guy, like, we had a guy on our block, uh, and he always had his blinds closed, you know, and he'd look out the window through the blinds, and his yard was always kind of 
not mowed and you know like yeah. Yeah. probably probably just a completely normal guy <laughs> a recluse but you know we always thought he was like you know there's bodies buried in his basement and uh so i just kind of pulled that guy and thought you know what the 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 thing that was difficult about this role was here's a guy uh, this character i played troy has got two grown sons his wife died early and he's just been trying to make ends meet but the way he does it is completely wrong so what I tried to do is create a character that you want to feel bad for, but like I got to tell you in the in the premiere, uh, it was funny when I when I started losing control of the of, of the situation, people in the theater were were clapping. I mean, it was like, oh, I was wow. like, hey, they're clapping because I'm getting the crap beat out of me. <laughs> oh, there you go. Oh, there. <laughs> well, I'll tell you, you looked evil as hell. I mean, I saw with the commercial just when you shake the the girl's hand and something like, "Oh, there's not many pretty girls like you around these parts." Something like that. Uh, yeah. <laughs> yeah. And I'm thinking, if I was the husband, if I was in that situation, I might have just jumped you. I don't know what I would have done. I'm yeah, like, this guy's well, creepy as fuck. I'll tell you a funny <laughs> story. There's a scene in the movie, and this won't give the movie away, but uh, there's a scene where that girl. Uh, what the basically the story is, that girl sees me beat this guy to death, and I realize she's seen me, so we got to go get her. And so we have her handcuffed to a chair, and uh, one of the Ronnie Blevins uh, actor who plays one of my sons is. You know, and what we do is we what we do is we kidnap people and then we film them, and send it to their parents and say if you don't pay we're going to kill her. And then the other son's holding a hammer over her head, and so uh, she's because we've been wrestling around she's kind of scuffed up and dirty. So my son's kind of wiping her face off and like you're going to be real pretty for the camera time and. And uh, he looks at me and says, don't forget, Dad, you said I got dibs on this one. And I, my line is, I know, just don't tear her up too bad because I might want to poke at that. And then I reached down and I grabbed her leg and I slid my hand up her thigh and I got right next to her ear and I said, I bet you'd like that, wouldn't you, Princess? And the movie ends and my wife looks at me and she goes, I love you to death, but don't you ever call me Princess again. You're a creepy motherfucker. And not only that, something. that is creepy. Not I don't care if it's a movie or not. I, I don't know what's creepier, that or you saying that and Longo taking his pants off. I don't know what's, <laughs> Bill, I don't know what the fuck's happening. Is, is that inappropriate? <laughs> Holy no, not at all. I mean, you know, it's, it, it, you do what you got to do. Yeah, thank L- you. Let me ask you, Bill, because, you know, I, I want to know how long you did comedy before, for, because it says, you know, you worked as a DJ, you planned to become at a school teacher before you got into comedy and well, obviously now i mean i don't know if you're just hitting your stride now but you're, you're killing it now i mean i mean you exceeded DJ, your expectations DJ, or what? I, I should i should clarify a point my djing involved the phrase gentlemen get out your wallets here comes cheyenne uh, right? so, uh, but yeah, i've been doing stand-up for about 36 years now and wow. uh oh wow the, wow the, the the movie roles have kind of started to come in. I really, I'll continue to do stand up because I love it. You know, I still love that time on stage, uh, and it's uh, you know I get I get instant response there. Uh, but I tell you what, if more of these roles come along, I'll, I'll be taking them because I I love doing this. This oh, was so wow, much cool. Fun. That's wild, man. I have so much respect for the for the stand up comedians. I mean. I, you know, I listen. I'm going to bring this up again, and Longo's rolling his eyes. <laughs> I, I do a no. I no. No, it is no. You know, I thought this was one interview where you couldn't you, get back to yourself. Could you please and stop? You know what? You Can did. I talk to Bill? <laughs> no, go ahead. No, but Bill, seriously, man, I, I'm a former fighter, man. I, do you watch the UFC at all? The MMA? You know what? I got to be honest. With you, I didn't at first, but I started watching again, and it's become what boxing was. I mean, it's, yeah. it's huge. Yeah, I mean, I mean, these are they're selling out arenas, and 
Oh, man. Uh, it, you should give it a shot because it's so much fun. There's so many ways to win and lose. And for people from the untrained eye, you could be like, oh, look at that. They're elbowing each other in the face. It's a, it's a street fight. But it's really not. There's so much technique involved that... that oh, uh, yeah, yeah. You can tell. Well, you know, it, it was interesting because the first time I, I watched it, I was like, what is this? This is like, like legalized bar fighting. Yeah. <laughs> and... Uh, but as a, but I'll tell you the thing it doesn't have it doesn't have that onus of being fake. That was the thing that like wrestling had. Yes, you know like oh well he's just pulling punches. Are you hear the stories about guys rolling underneath the mat and cutting their forehead? Oh, hundred percent. Please, but you know I watch. I, t- I tell you who scares the hell out of me is the chicks. These oh. these girls. Oh my god! <laughs> They'll beat the shit out of most guys. That's wrong. That's that's the reason. <laughs> I'm telling you, <laughs> like I was I, I think it was I watched Ronda R- Rousey. Rousey, yep. Oh, God, I said, you say the wrong thing to this woman, you're going down. Oh, yeah, your arm's getting snapped for sure. <laughs> yeah, but I, I actually really enjoy it. I think it's, I think it's cool. I, you know, I yeah. got a buddy who's like, he's every pay-per-view, man. He's, uh, he's, got, it, he's got it going. And, oh, yeah. uh, it's, uh, but, yeah, it's, uh, it, first of all, the thing is, these guys are in, like, the shape they're in. You just go, jeez. Yeah. I mean, there's not a ounce of body fat on them. Let me tell you. I mean, I listen. I've done that. For, I've done that for years. I'm retired now, but uh, you know the rush you get from fighting in, in the octagon in that cage is like is like no other. But now you know I'm doing a reality show now with Dana White, the president of the UFC, and we go around and we look for upcoming fighters at small MMA events. And when we're in those towns, we do like some wacky stuff, like we rode a bull and we do. We went to Alaska. We did dog sledding. But when I was in LA, we went to the. Um, they they had us do four minutes of com of. of stand up at the uh, at the laugh factory and it was let me tell you something and you i, I want to ask you do you still get that rush like i i did that four minutes and listen four minutes to you you probably obviously you're probably like yeah you're like yeah guy i do a fucking look at the shows i'm doing i'm not talking i'm nowhere i'm no comedian but what a thrill what a thrill bill when i got off that stage it was bigger rush it was the it was the most similar rush i'd say to when I've had a fight or fighting in the cage, do you still yeah, get that I, rush over time? Yeah, or? I still I still get that rush. Uh, I think would you stop getting that rush? It's time to quit. There you go. Uh, you know because you know I'm sure you've seen guys, whether singers or comedians or whatever, that somebody just kind of walk through it and you go, ah, he really wasn't into it. Yeah. Uh, and and I think when that happens, uh, then it's time to call it in. Uh, but I still get that. The uh, now see on the on the other end of this, this coin, I wanted to ask you, like when you started doing this stuff. Yes. I mean, the first time you got hit really hard. Yes. Were, were you like, okay, it's on, or is it like I better gear it up? <laughs> oh, does that mean in, in a in a sparring session or in a fight itself? In a fight itself. Well, you know what, the, the sparring, like my coach right here next to me would always say, like you know, the the sparring should you know simulate the fight. You know, we we get our. Um, we get our shock treatment in sparring. And that doesn't mean you're a rock'em, sock'em robot in sparring, but you right. should have the proper sparring where guys are trying, you know, you have the, the right gear on, the 16-ounce gloves and whatnot, but guys are coming with the intent to do some damage because you cannot right. feel that for the first time in a fight live if you're being protected all the time in sparring and you try and you go out there and you really get hit. And again, we're going from 16-ounce gloves to 4-ounce gloves. Yeah, you're in for a, a big rude awakening. But I was... I was pretty much already used to, um, you know, I was a bit of a scrapper already, and I knew that, uh, you know, when I get hit as far as the fight and, and flight, you know, the situation, right. I, I felt that, you know, I'm sticking around. You know what I mean? Now, is there, let me ask, is there, for a, a MMA and UFC, is, is there a specific body type that is better? Like, is it, is it, is it like a smaller kind of scrappy guy, like you say? Or, is, uh, I mean, because I've seen those guys take down 
guys that are way bigger than that. Yeah, you know, as far as the body types, and Longo, you could chime in on this. Like, I'm a short, stocky guy, and I wouldn't trade that in for the world, you know? Like, on the right. floor with jujitsu, I could play tight to somebody, and it's hard. It, they, they have to really make space to get me off them, and I love my body type, but every body type, I feel, has an advantage and disadvantage. I don't have to reach. I have to fight my way in to do yeah. damage on the inside, where a longer... Um, lankier guy could try to keep me at distance. Ray, what would you think yeah, about well, the body I'm, type? I'm, I'm saying, plus, so, you know, also you have weight classes today. I think you might even be thinking of those old fights at the beginning where you could have a guy 170 fighting a guy 265 pounds. That yeah, was yeah, totally, yeah. yeah, that's totally different, man. And that's where, you know, things weren't as uh, sophisticated as they are today. And I think that's why the weight classes and they, you know, there's, there's also people that are being, you know, that want to abdicate even having height requirements at yeah, this point really. because you have a weight class, but when you have a guy 155 who's six foot five against a guy five foot seven, that becomes a problem. So it's not only the weight. So your question is, yeah, it's a, it's a great question, but for the most part with the weight classes today, it doesn't really, uh, it doesn't really happen. But right. in the old now, days, man, like that was the crazy. that have been made yes. uh, as far as like weight class and stuff like that that makes it more competitive. Yes. Well, in the beginning of this of the sport, it was more of a spectacle. Back in 1993, right. when the UFC the came out, called cage matches. Oh yeah, it was a, it was a yeah, freak yeah, show it was because crazy. Yeah. you know the thing is, Bill. Back then, nobody really knew how to fight on the floor. So the jujitsu guys, the Gracies, Hoist Gracie, would go in there fight three times in one night. And once that fight got to the floor, people, you know, those Brazilians, they had a edge on everybody because they've been doing jiu-jitsu for, for many, many years. So right. it was a big advantage. But then, you know, like anything else, everybody else got wise to it and everybody's uh, well-rounded now. And, and then again, Zufa took over and it became the sport it is today. You know, because yeah, yeah, I'm fascinated by this is when you, you, you say you tour around and you look for, for, for fires, is there like a, for, I mean, I use it a lack of a better term, like a minor league of of, of UFC, or do you find a guy you think, oh, we're going to throw you in the big cage, see what happens? No, no, that, that's a good question. What we do is we go to these like minor league or meet league shows, and we go all around the state, and we just got picked up actually by Netflix, this uh, Dana White looking for a fight. It's on YouTube Yeah, now. I, see, I saw the ads for that. <laughs> yeah, thanks. It's gonna, yeah, it got picked up by Netflix, so we're going to be doing four international and four uh, domestic. But we go to these smaller uh, organizations, and we look for guys that are – that are lighting up the scene and we're going to say, hey, do they have potential and do you, th do you think they could handle it in the big show? And we've, we found some good talent, you know, now, so, let me ask you. So you find a kid that yes. you think this kid's got possibilities. So what's, what's the process from that to the big show? The process is usually we meet them backstage and then Dana tells, says, Hey, you know, I'm interested. You're going to hear from us. And then they get really happy and they capture that, you know, and then uh, usually then on an upcoming card, it could be anything from putting them on an ultimate fighter. Like that's the TV show to get into the UFC or right, right on a right on right. Usually to fight pass, you know, and then uh, the UFC fight pass, that's the UFC's programming. It's like the it's on the undercard. See how they do. And then there you go, man. I mean, that we, so we it's like, it's a, in that sense, it's a lot like boxing, like like. Like there's the 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 undercard the fights that are the prelude to the big one. Yeah, it's tr yes, exactly. But I, or even the the, the 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 fight on Fight Pass will be maybe it's not going to be aired on the pay per view. But the pay per view right. cards. The thing about the boxing prelims compared to the MMA and and especially the UFC cards is uh, 
that, you know, you don't really care. A lot of those fights, you don't really give a crap about. Right, you're out, you're right. getting a drink, you're going to go play some hands up poker or whatever you're doing, you're coming back, mm-hmm. and then you get there for the main event, and you're all licking up, having a good time with the boxing. But with the UFC, sometimes every, you don't know which fight's going to be the best fight. Sometimes the best, every fight, it, it, it could be, it, it's every fight you want to see. You know, you know what I mean? You right. don't want to, it's like, oh man, I don't want to really go to the bathroom now between fights because, oh, this guy's fighting next and this guy's fighting next. And it leads up to, you know, yeah, and I think it's thing. a great thing for the kids that know that, you know, Dana White and Matt Serra are coming to watch their fight and there's a possibility they're going to get in a big show. It's it's crazy it, to a young guy that means so much. And I think even a better analogy is like you want to get to the NFL and now these guys are traveling around to high schools or maybe right. like colleges and they're going to pick a guy and say, hey, can you make it in the NFL? So it's a it's a really great opportunity for everybody and That's I think awesome. It, yeah, it's, it's it's great. It's, but, it's a it's a cool thing. And also, I wish can, I wish I'd have got, I, I could have used some MMA training for this stupid movie. I mean, it was like it was physical. I mean, there was a lot of you know rolling around and you know, I mean, obviously it was all staged yeah. and all that, but yeah. it was like it, it was amazing how physical this neighbor was. The the fact that uh, you know, like Josh and I had to had a huge fight scene, and then yeah. you're dragging bodies around. You're you know you're hitting people with guns. It's like. It, by the by, the end of the shoot, I tell you what, I was worn out. Yeah. Now, how would you deal with like the hurry up and wait on the on the set? Oh, that's the worst. Isn't that crazy? Yeah, yeah. TV, like when I was doing the TV shows, you know, you rehearse the whole show. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, but like with movies, man, it's like like if they were shooting a, like if they were shooting us talking right now, they'd shoot my angle, then they yeah, change they the shoot lights, everybody's and they angle, do the yeah. exact same scene. They shoot you listening to me, and then you it's like so instead of rehearsing the whole show. In a movie, you may shoot, only shoot one or two pages a day, and uh, it's it, there's a, like you said, there's a lot of sitting around waiting, and that's the hardest thing. Especially like there was a scene in the movie where one of my sons gets killed, and I got to do this really emotional scene as he's laying dead there. But you know the whole thing, you know, like they they we ran the scene and they got the camera on him, and he's just laying there, he's dead. Yeah. But I had to do the whole scene as it was. And then they had turned around and they shot me doing the scene. So you know, you're talking four hours for just one scene, and yeah. it, it's a lot of times it's tough to stay in that character for that long. And have you done a ton of movies? I know you said you did the TV and, and you're used to the comedy. Uh, not a ton of them, but uh, the uh, I thought it was funny is the week before I shot the the neighbor, which is this murder thriller. I shot a Christian family faith-based movie <laughs> where I played a street corner Santa. So. <laughs> and where, where did you shoot the movie? Where was the location of that? Uh, the, 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 murder, the murder movie was shot in Jackson, Mississippi. Oh, wow. And, nice. Uh, the, uh, and the, the Christmas movie was shot up in Boston, outside of Boston. Oh, cool. And, and, that's, uh, and that's Wish for Christmas you were talking about. That's coming out November yeah. 1st. That's the, uh, yeah. is that, and now that's more of a, is that a comedy? What was it? No, it's a, it's more of a, it, I would say it's more of a Christian film. Like a, it's a, the story is about a girl who wishes her, she gets uh, invited to the winter ball, which is going to fall on Christmas Eve. And her parents tell her she can't go because, you know, they're going to go to church and do this. And uh, she makes a wish that she wished her parents didn't believe in God. And the wish comes true and she sees what life is like when there's no God. You know, when people don't care about religion. And I play uh, this street corner Santa who helps her, and then she helps me in the sense. So uh, it, it's, a, it's a nice family film, way, way different than The Neighbor. <laughs> I was about to say, bipolar. The other thing, I mean, I, that, again, I was blown away with that with that trailer. My wife, she's into the scary stuff, so she's going to definitely want to see that. I mean, the, with the killing, the, what is it, rabbits and the... 
it, it looks freaky, man. And and that's yeah, uh, obviously my favorite, my favorite line out of the whole movie is uh, Josh's girlfriend asked him if I'm a tweaker. And she he said, no, he's not a tweaker. And she said, how do you know? And he said, his aim's too good. I saw, I saw that. I saw that in the trailer. That's, <laughs> I love that line. Oh, man. Well, listen, I'm really, I'm look, I'm looking forward to it. When does this come out? I should have the notes. Uh, it, it's uh, after today on uh, DVD and uh, VOD, Video On Demand, and Stars Digital Demand. Oh, oh man. Wow, that's beautiful. awesome. Yeah, nice. Well, I'm so, going to man. And uh, hope you guys enjoy it. And hey, look, I'll keep an eye out for the, I'm going to start watching now more of this UFC because now, now, now I got an in. That's yeah. it, man. Now you got an in. And hopefully if you're ever in New York, you could jump in the studio with us. Love to. That would be a blast. All right. Thanks, Bill, man. Yeah, Thank bro. you so Take much. All right. What a, what a nice guy. Yeah, hey, what a, you know, really, this movie's coming really, out. That really good like, guy. It looks like a, an interesting movie. I thought yeah, it'd be in the theater. The, I mean, it looks so good. The trailer was phenomenal. I would have saw that in the theater. Creepy as hell. Yeah, why? I just went right to video. Right? Well, don't fucking attack that. Oh, just no, I'm right just asking. Why are you thinking of... That's what he said. All right. Calm down. I'm not Hey, listen to me. Speaking of movies... <laughs> Speaking of movies, I like the way you talked about him about hey man, that the movie yeah, so you, set. But you see how the that movie went? set took a I'm you know like it a, doesn't it take a long time on the movie set? Why were you saying? What I'm were like you? A, I'm like a pro, right? The now. Brooklyn Banker. <laughs> That's where Lon goes in. He's in a movie called The Brooklyn Banker by yes. and you know who directed this thing? Chris, the producer, Furio from fucking uh, but Frederico. Frederico Castellucci, Furio. written by Mike Rosigliano, produced by T.J. Sansone. I got that down pat now, stop. which is three really good guys. Yeah, stop Come trying on, to, stop three trying good to, guys. Stop trying to get three the good guys. Stop trying to get in the sequel. <laughs> You're saying Furio from The Sopranos? Yeah. yeah. Furio, oh, yeah. his real name is Federico Castelluccio. Uh, yeah, Gesundheit. Yeah. And uh, yeah, so that guy was the director. Can you get him a tissue, please? It, it's called the uh, the Brooklyn Banker. And Longo's in that. Listen, he looks. If you ever look, if you have, guys ever seen Longo, I know you don't have a visual right now, but we'll take a picture later and put it on Twitter. I mean, this guy he looks like an extra from the fucking Sopranos. He looks like out of Goodfellas. I mean, he could be definitely a guy in the, in the background. And that's what he is in the fucking movie. Yeah. And then let me tell you about that short movie that you did. The short was good, but when nobody knows. What's the name of that? It's, I think. Well, hold on. I got to talk about my underwear. Oh, and then we're going to get back to that. Forget about listen, that. Listen, you know, <laughs> listen, I'm not a type of guy that wore underwear for like 15 years. And then and all of a sudden. And me undies changed you. It, it changes me. Me undies made you put underwear on. Let me tell you something. You wear underwear every day. Crazy. At least most of us do. <laughs> it's time to try something better, Longo. It is. MeUndies has created the world's most comfortable underwear with a blend of fabric that is three times softer than cotton. Longo. Really? So it's softer softer than the inside of your jeans. When you feel awesome from the inside out, you look awesome from the outside in. Did you know that? Uh, Did you know? I made that up. Did you know that? Sounds good. It's true. When you upgrade your undies game, everyone wins. (laughs) Everyone wins. Your wife, Velma. You come into your. Let me give you a scenario for you. You come home. What color the kids undies are, you have? What color are, undies you have on right I now? I got the like the. the it's like it looks like almost like a SpongeBob type thing. What I tell you? you? What I tell you years ago? Well, go, I'm going to show you. What does with, this look like? What does with, this look? Go like? with black. <laughs> it's thinning, right? Yeah. Hell yeah! Picture this though. Yeah. You walk into your bedroom. You take off your robe. Your wife sees you in your MeUndies. You spark. Oh, How long are you married for? Twenty three years. Twenty three years. Don't you want to spice things up again? MeUndies. Get a pair of uh, Velma will thank you for it. And I mean, what is my that? wife? What is it? Me undies. I'm me, fighting, I'm me, fighting her off the me, me Tarzan. Me Tarzan. No, oh, me undies. Don't, 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 don't make fun of my sponsors. <laughs> the last time you're ever here. Look at Chris can't even look at you now. <laughs> Listen, for a limited time, Longo, me undies is offering you 20% off your first order at meundies.com slash UFC. 20%! I'm on the phone right now. Fucking well, don't do that. We're doing a podcast. Yeah. Listen, if you don't love your first pair, guess what? 
It's free. <laughs> it is. You think I'm joking? Make sure you listen. Just could you do me a favor though? Before when you leave, could you? He's listen actually to this? showing me his underwear. Could right you now. make sure you go to meundies.com/ufc to get twenty percent off your first order right. and use my link? What is the link? Are you out of your mind? You it's meundies.com/ufc, right? Absolutely, yeah. Come on. Chris, help me out. What do I put in to get the 20%? Because I'm not paying full price. Oh, my You just got to go to MeUndies.com. Chris, UFC. Matt Serra? Are you making it? You mentioned my name. It, I don't uh, know what it'll do. MeUndies.com slash UFC. They know where you're coming from. MeUndies. Rocket Mortgage by Quicken Loans proudly supports UFC Unfiltered. Rocket Mortgage brings the mortgage approval process into the 21st century. Fast, powerful, and completely online. Rocket Mortgage has taken all the complicated, time-consuming parts of applying for a mortgage out of the equation. Hate searching through stacks of old files and paperwork? Of course you do. With Rocket Mortgage, you can easily share your bank statements and pay stubs at the touch of one button, helping you get approved in minutes for a custom mortgage solution that's been tailored to your unique financial situation. Even better, with Rocket Mortgage, you can do all of this on your phone or your tablet. It's a quick online process that you can manage from the convenience of your couch, so if you're looking to refinance your mortgage or buy a home, check out Rocket Mortgage today at quickenloans.com slash unfiltered. That's quickenloans.com slash unfiltered. Equal housing lender license in all 50 states. NMLSconsumeraccess.org, number 3030. We got some more stuff to talk about. You guys can talk as much as you want. We're We're not leaving now. Congrats to Ryan. Ryan Darth Bader. He did good. And, uh, you know, no, look, I think look, look. he's a tough guy. It's just the, the one thing I see with him is it's, it's going to be, I think he's going to do well enough to, to stay in the mix. But, I, I mean, the, to, he, he, I see levels between him and, and, like, guys like Johnson, Jones, D.C., and those guys. Yeah, I, but he, here's the deal. He, I mean, for him, I mean, he, he had a rough night with Johnson. He had to come back against, you know, an explosive guy. He little adversity, but he, he went through it. So I think his head's back in the game. He gets the job done, so he's back on track. I happen to really love Aaron Simpson. I think he does a great job with those guys. So oh, he's a stud himself. Yeah, Aaron Simpson, a hundred percent. I'm not saying he's not a stud. I'm just, yeah. I'm just calling it how I see it. Where that fight with Johnson, I remember looking at thing, and he had a decent kind of game plan, but the explosiveness of that guy. And then I look at the other guys. Then look at him versus Jones. Look at him. How'd that fight go with him with Jones back in the day? And Jones got yeah. better since then. Yep. So you look at that jump in level, yeah. and it's not taking a crap at the guy because the guy is good enough to beat. Yeah, a, no, we look, a lot of the look, other guys. The guy's but, a great athlete. He was a good wrestler, but you know what? It's funny because you, it's it's all this, the timing of the fights. I mean, yeah. he had some tough fights, but when you're allowed to grow in those fights and yeah. get better, which I don't think he was afforded that opportunity. He got some tough calls at the beginning, but well, you're in the big leagues now. Yeah, you're in the big leagues, man. How did we do it, man? Back in the day, we just we weren't even. I, I was at the jujitsu mindset where I wasn't even looking. You had to actually talk me into saying, "Look, you're not made of glass." And I wasn't like that. I wasn't a. I wasn't a. I wasn't a vagina, as far as getting it. It's just that back in the day, you got to remember the time difference here. Back it, with the jiu-jitsu mindset was almost like you don't want to take any shots. Why risk taking a shot? Well, that was that you was, had to get over that mentality, I had to, but, right? That was and it. it's funny because I actually before that I fought in the tough man contest, laid a couple guys out. I well, you. I think that was the beauty. You went from total street fighting to a very sophisticated yes. art. And then you had to come back and meet it in the middle. Yes. I mean, that was, to me, what the beauty was. That's so, what it was. I mean, you had a great chance. I mean, look at that, Chris. Look at the size of his head. Seriously. He tells uh, me all the time. I mean, what look it, at it. What, is, it. what does it remind you of? Can you? Uh, what does it remind you of? A Rottweiler. There you head, go. No? He says I got I mean, a head of a Rottweiler. Look at him, Chris. I mean, right? is it wrong? Look at my neck. I mean, 20 inches. 
Yeah. <laughs> no, but he had a really good chin. I mean, yeah. I think you could hit him in the head. But it's funny, bar. though, because I had to question myself because that first show when he caught a fight, I'm like, dude, am I just going to get knocked out? Because I didn't know what the fuck happened. But I'll tell you what, though, even that, you didn't get knocked completely out and you got <laughs> blindsided. And oh, yeah, was... I wasn't used. I, I didn't have the timing in with the sparring. It had to get so many more. Yeah. Think about when, how many hours. Yeah, I mean, this, was, this was at the beginning and we were putting in, you know, hey, I, I, I think I might have hey. sparred you for that fight. I mean, it how was about, horrible. How about, some, how about this for a little bit of a story? Now, listen, Chris, and I, and, 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 <laughs> I'm talking to Chris. Chris, I, when I talk to Chris, Chris is the audience. I'm talking to everybody. Uh, I get to, you know my first fight in the UFC. It didn't work. It worked. I was do. It was exciting as hell. Knocked out with like 15 seconds left. Two back fists. Now I'm in the hospital bed. Let's fast forward. Yeah. You know where I'm going with this. Well, yeah, I think. Now, I they, now they go to the hospital. My my team here, Longo, my 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 Dr. Sherry, and uh, your father, my father. You know we had our team say, there. Yeah. We had our core guys there. And I'm like, I don't believe he caught me with that. And they go, no, no, Sherry, because I don't believe that, you know, he caught you with it twice. And I go, twice? Yeah. I didn't know I got hit no, with the I, first one, right? Oh, yeah, he didn't know the second one. So then we, so I didn't even know that. I didn't even know I got hit with that first back fist. I don't remember what happened on the stool in between maybe part tunnel vision from the first time in there, but it was more of getting whacked. <laughs> you know what I mean? So now listen, so now I didn't know, they put me right on a stretcher going out after this fight. So I had my, and back then you fight in those little short shorts. It's not yeah. like the board shorts. We got a guy might've came from the beach. No, I'm fighting in stuff where it's like, well, yo guy, yeah. why are you showing your ass? Off? <laughs> so I get out of there. They let me go. <laughs> Where I have a gi top because I used to walk out of these. So I had the gi top. Looks like he's got nothing. I had the gi top with those fight shorts underneath, and we're waiting for some cabs to get us back. And I'm still out of it. Pile in, pile in, pile in. We all pile into the cab. They take off. (laughs) Chris is. I'm standing. We don't even know where he is. We go. Where the hell is he? You know, like you know, like I get in, I slide across. Another person slides across. Slide across. It's like it's like. And then we leave. It's like an office space with Milton with the cake, and he doesn't get the last piece of cake. <laughs> uh, so these guys leave me on a curb in my gi and no no sneakers on, and my fucking and, and my fight shorts. And then they it's come true. back laughing. Oh my god, we forgot you! I go, dude, talk about insult to injury. Yeah. Fuck, there's my team. Was, uh, I, I believe the, laughing is the best solution. To I thought everything. the team come was on. supposed to hoist you up when you win, a safety yeah. net when you fall. Where the fuck's yeah. my safety net? Yeah, we left them. They Look, left me on a, in, a, in a street. You were saying that you, you got back to the stool. You didn't remember what was going on. No. Do you, right. Do you know a guy is not with well, you he, when he, you're he, trying to talk to him between rounds? Here's the problem. It's his first fight in the UFC. Right. So I get there. Henzo's there. And I think we had somebody else. I can't think. Of, who was the third guy in the corner? Was it Rodrigo, maybe? I don't know. It might have been my But brother. anyway, so Henzo's like, I go, you know, Henzo's like, you go in. And I'm like, no. you. I and mean, I'm deferring to Henzo because he's Henzo Gracie. He's Matt's. Jiu-Jitsu and Strokes. He's going to be on and Thursday's I'm, podcast, and I, by the way. And I, honestly, I'm there as Matt's friend. I did train him, but, you know, I'm not. I'm just starting out. So I'm Enzo, no, no. And Henzo's like, no, give me the bucket. But Henzo, he did take the bucket. And I go, well, what a good guy, man. And, but I go, Henzo, you go in. You know, just out of respect, I want to do it. So I was trying to get in. They had a thing only one guy could go in. So it was a little confusing that way so i can't even answer the question because i wasn't in there with them but i was they were holding me back because i couldn't control myself they were p- pulling me back for to go through the door because i was sticking my head in and i was actually screaming to him he's setting you up 
don't let them set you up for yeah. another bat. And we just yeah. never, we, were we weren't green. in we sync, were, man. We were I green, was, man. Yeah, we was green, man. I was I really a 26 was. year old. You know, and the other thing was, we had. I was 26, Longo was 50. Yeah. We had a thing where he would say, tell me when there's 30 seconds left, and we'd scream so we could pick it up and, you know, win the round. And Or. Or it yeah. ended up killing us, but, which in hindsight, well, but he didn't, had, he didn't go completely out, which that's what I'm saying, and that yeah, was dude. total surprise. Chris, First time in front of a huge crowd, it's all new, a little, it's like a little Italian American fucking samurai. I, I, I went out, I went out on my fucking shield. Yeah, oh, absolutely. No, I wasn't saying anything like that, but I'm just wondering. Yeah, no, no, as no, a coach, but, oh, you know, as a coach, the, you can tell. Yes, yeah. You could oh, you could shit. definitely tell, but right. so I but I wasn't in there is what I'm saying for that time. Right. So. Well, even now when say you get in there and a guy you know he's just out of well, it between. Right? What, what do you try to do? Do you just try to wake him no, up? No, you got to get sure. him back to yeah, the normal law. You you really got to. But I like when uh, Masvidal knocked down Iaquinta, he got back to the corner. He was perfectly fine. Right. I got he said, "No, I'm good. I'm cool." You know. So you want to engage in a little dialogue to really see without mm. creating panic you know what i'm right. saying that's the thing you know and it's what I mean? and it's yeah. funny like from working the corner uh different guys you deal with differently i mean we had guys that were mental morons and mental guys that you tell a guy to do something yeah. he'll do the exact opposite and some guy and not a, i mean a guy like you just said like raging al you i mean he doesn't have an off switch you have to put him out like you the one thing about yeah. i love about al is that you got to shoot the guy to stop him or you got to try to literally put him to sleep. You got to literally try to not, like knock him out because that third round, yeah, even in fights that he's winning, he's on fire. He that he owns the third round and he's going after. That's why he got so emotional that time with uh, with Masvidal when they gave the when he got the decision. Yeah, and they booed him. He was like, "Dude, I left everything yeah. in this." That's why I, mean, yeah, I think he, he had and, his he, biggest, and he had to come back he, from adversity. And he really, I mean, I love that kid, man. I mean, he really. Push that pace. No. And I remember telling him after the second round, I go, I cannot believe this guy let you back in the fight. You win this round, you're winning mm. the fight. Like, I was no, in shock right. that he took his foot off the pedal. I really was. No. I was like, Al, this guy just let you back in the fight. Because that knockdown happened towards the end of the round. That's why I knew it was all right. Because he said right away, no, I'm cool. I'm good. And we told him, man, go out there, give zero fucks, man, five minutes of hell. And he just, he went after it. He went after it, left everything in that cage. And that's something that you cannot teach yeah, That's he's something a, look, you... he's a fan favorite, that guy. I mean, you just watch, look, Lazone and Jim Miller just had a great fight. Uh, I think uh, Ross Pearson's fought. How many good guys has he fought? I mean, I'll finish those guys, man, and he finished them big. Like, it wasn't yeah. like uh, one punch. I mean, he he put a, yeah. a show on. You know? well, he's... So he, he's good, man. He's really good. I just hope he has a speedy recovery with his knee. I'm really psyched for him, man. Yeah, man. And, that, and like I said, that attitude, guys like himself, or the guys like Pete Dragosell, who's yeah. always... Like it, it's so funny when we talk about this game because a guy like Pete Dragosell, who's one of the best guys we know, <laughs> you know, and uh, who, well, I knew awesome since guy. who I knew since he's seventeen, and he had. If you look at his car, his uh, his 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 career, his record, it there's a ton of fights. First of all, nothing but heart. But I'm going to say almost. Oh, the majority of those losses easily could have went the other way. Without a doubt. And, and that's, that's the gut-wrenching part about that gut whole thing. That's part. what the gut-wrenching part is. I, that yeah. Even with the Nate Quarry fight that time, and Nate Quarry after the fight comes up to us and goes... The second fight. Second fight. Yeah. I'm never fighting this guy again. They went to war that yeah. fight, man. And his... And his, Drago was winning, his, and then he got caught, and yeah. blah blah blah. And it's you know it's funny because even when Chris fought Rocco, talk about uh, you know being in the corner. Uh, you know, people, I think they criticize because, you know, you're not, you know, did you want to stop the fight? And I'm like, no, because like Chris is really a tough dude 
and I know he could I seen him power through shit that was unbelievable. And when he when Matt fought um Parisian, he had two torn meniscuses and we had to stop a lot of the cardio. And he wanted to fight. This guy when he used to get injured, first thing he'd say, I'm fucking fine, don't fucking you're not stopping me, I'm fucking fighting, you know. It was always like a fucking production with him. But he in that fight, I he almost knocks out Parisian in the first round and he he blows his load and now he's gassed and the other guys I thought they were gonna stop that fight and they didn't. Yeah. And there was a lesson learned there, but I remember in the second, in between the second and third, I go, dude, you're, I'm going to stop the fucking fight. Only because I knew we didn't train the case. He starts yelling at me, no, fuck you. Yeah. Don't ever fucking stop. And then after the thing was, don't ever fucking stop a fight for me. Never, ever. Yeah. I don't give a shit what's going on. So that kind of played into my mind, even with the Chris thing, because Chris is a warrior too. And, you know, and it's it sucks as a coach because I, I cannot stand to see my guys take any type of physical or emotional pain either either one it just it blows because you feel fucking responsible man well, so where, yeah. i mean i it bothered me and then i was like i, I just I'm, I'm hoping that you know make we'll pull it together when he gets back to the round but you know it was just uh i think people criticize me a little bit but it comes from these guys really like threatening me you're not doing it you, you know and yeah. then and but, I would override that if I had to, if it was bad. But, I mean, that time with Parisney, we start arguing. Of course, why I like the Hands of Stone movie, because he starts arguing with us selling the corn. I'm not doing that. Fuck that. No, I'm not doing yeah. it. You know, and it, it is funny when I was it's never, great when guys yeah. listen, but, you know. I was never so tired in my life. I remember yeah, that like crazy, yesterday. Yeah. yeah. But it, but it's 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 funny, man. Back to Pete Drago's cell. Yeah, yeah. Uh, Drago. That's another one, man, where he just took... You know, he he started to miss just a half a beat with the reflexes from from all the wars, and he's a party animal too. Yeah. <laughs> but uh, you know, but but getting back to what such a great guy that guy was. I remember when I won the title, and he was in the cage. He fought that night. Yeah. He was lumped up, lumped up, lumped up, from, and yeah. from, he fought um, what's his name? Uh, Thiago Silva. No, Thiago Silva. No, he fought Thousand Latest. Thousand Latest. What yeah. the hell am I saying? Thousand Silva. I fuck up the names. Chris is used to that. But uh, and he was lumped up. But when I, when they were raising my hand, you see him in the cage with us. If it wasn't for his face marked up, you'd never thought he would have fought. He was so happy for nah, me. Nah, he's just that what guy. A good and you guy. know what, man? He's he become a better guy, man. Even yeah. now, I mean, he's got a you know little Jack. Yeah, he's got my a great God girl. Son. Yeah, I mean, yeah. it's just uh, and Drago's teaching. He's doing private lessons. Everybody wants private lessons on Long Island. Just man. a loyal, he's fucking amazing, good guy yeah. who you know always does the right. Well, thing. isn't it all about relationships, Longo? Look uh, at us. Look at where we came. I remember being on the on in the Miniola gym with you late at night after a training session. I remember you telling me, man. I just don't want this to end. This is fun. Yeah, and now yeah. look at us. Well, it ended. I mean, yeah. <laughs> ended. And uh, now I want it to end. <laughs> and on that note, any other ads? Are we done with the fucking ads? We're done, man. We're no, good. seriously, Listen, give them the MeUndies thing again. I'm, nah, not sure I, I'm not sure I got the message. Well, the MeUndies, I, I, that's, that's easy for me to talk about because I love it so much. But Longo, <laughs> in closing, <laughs> is there anything you want to plug besides Lore MMA and Garden City? Did we miss anything? What was what's the name of your school? You and you, Law MMA, yeah, Longo City. and Weidman MMA in Garden City. I thought it's Law, Law, Longo and Weidman. Oh, oh, I see what you did there. But I'm not sure because in about a month it might be whore. 
Henry and Weidman MMA. I'm not really sure. I think Mark's taking over for me, but Mark Henry, Mark, the be- love- one of the best guys in the world. I love that. One camp of the too. best guys in the world. This is becoming a love fest. It really well, is. Listen, we got so many good guys around. It really is just. I it's, meant, it's a lot I, of fun. I meant, I meant with us. Oh. but listen, I oh, mean, this lo- is a listen, love affair. This is almost over. Is it, over. Can we just end this fucking thing? But listen, Longo, thank you for coming in. Yeah, I had a blast. Did really? you really? I really did. I had a good time. Uh, I might bring you back. I in. wanted to drop. I, a listen, you know what I said? I might bring you back in. Really. We'll I wanted to drop a couple more F-bombs, but you know, I know that wasn't one The one mistake is letting you hit the bathroom first. I should have fucking... What was I thinking? Uh, I should have went in there. Listen. It's not like Norton where he's looking at a little squirrel after shit 20, in there. After 20 years, you should have known better. I fucking should have known. Yeah. Listen, thank you for coming in. Nah, thanks for having me. Really appreciate Sarah BJJ. it. SarahBJJ.com. Matt Sarah UFC. Matt Sarah UFC on what? Twitter? Yes, and Matt Sarah BJJ on Instagram. Ooh, I miss Jimmy, but I'm happy you were here. Peace out, people. Take it easy. This has been a digital media production. Find your voice. The longest field goal ever attempted is 76 yards. The longest field goal ever missed? Also 76 yards. Why bring this up? Because knowing your limits matters, both when you're kicking a field goal and when you gamble. Betting more than you're comfortable with is like trying a 70-yard field goal. It probably won't go well. So set a limit when you gamble and stick to it. Want more helpful tips like this? Go to KeepItFunOhio.com for games, quizzes, and lots of ways to keep your gambling from getting out of hand. They say plants like music. Yeah, no, like really, they they respond to the vibrations of it, which means that this playlist you're listening to, the plants are too. You know what else plants like? Organic soil from miracle Grow. It's made with all the best stuff like wood fiber and compost. Plus, it's OMRI certified organic, which officially means it's made with superior ingredients. And when you give your plants the stuff that makes them happy, they won't judge you on your iffy playlist. Hear that, plants? So go ahead and give them miracle Grow.